Hey, badass, it's Amethyst Mahoney with your tarot energy reading for the week. This is for the week of Monday, March, February 27th <laughs> through March 5th. I can't believe it's March already. And my taxes are done and have been accepted. And my return is on the way. That is a great way to start off March. I think this is the earliest I've gotten my taxes done in about 20 years. <laughs> so I'm really, really happy about that. But I'm also tired and uh, and a little bit sniffly and coffee today. So uh apologize in advance for my voice. But yesterday was my husband's birthday and we went out and, you know, partied so hard until about 8 p.m. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm just tired. It was a long day, though. It was a long day. And I think all of the energy of doing things like getting your taxes done and redoing a bathroom and, and things like that, that we've been working on in our new house is really uh, just kind of taken a toll on me lately. So um, one of the things that I really want to do to uh, help out for myself and my energy and my business and, and everything is I really want to go back to more audio recordings. And I have been doing videos for lots and lots of years, but videos with me on them, just, uh, it wears me out a lot and having to get ready and worry about the shot and do the editing and all of these different things. My life is just so much easier when I can do audio. And when I can do audio, I can actually give you more information, spend more time with you and talk about the things that I really love. So hopefully you enjoy this audio. I'm going to be uh, putting this on my website where you can play the recording or you can download it as an MP3. Um, and in the future, I may restart my podcast where you can find it online, but I haven't made a decision about that yet because I really want to focus on the information and bringing it to you instead of worrying about social media, um, multi-platform marketing, and all of the other things that I have done in the past. I'm just really want to concentrate on the content. So that being said, I am going to be drawing your tarot energy cards for the week. And how this works is we look at the energy for most people. So this is kind of the overall energy that's going to be affecting the most people. And this is going to help you kind of navigate what's coming up during the week. Now, besides the cards that I'm going to give you, I also want you to draw your own personal energy cards. And I'll tell you how to do that in just a minute. So first step, go ahead and grab your tarot deck. You do need a tarot deck to do this. If you don't have a tarot deck, you can also download my printables. They're over on my website at amethystmahoney.com slash bonus. If you sign up for those, they're free and you can print them out, cut them out. It's a mini deck. They're pretty small, but if you don't have anything else, then that will get you started. There are also apps and things online where it will draw cards randomly for you, but having them where you can hold them is actually better for you. So I talk a lot about this. I was a therapist for 13 years. I've seen a lot of studies, but most importantly, I've seen a lot of brain scans and actual uh, results of the difference between things like holding a book uh, in your hands and reading it versus just reading a screen. Reading a screen does almost nothing for you inside your brain. So doing tarot cards is the same way. It feels okay if you have an app and a lot of people like the apps and everything, but if you can hold the cards in your hand, it actually is a more tangible thing and it's much more calming to your body because I work with people around trauma and things like that. It's really, really important to me for you to understand that doing things physically in your life, getting offline and actually having things and having physical things around you is much more calming to your brain, to your body, and will help you if you're someone who is introverted, uh, has dealt with trauma, has depression, you know, any of those things, it's actually much better for you if you have the physical thing. Same thing with writing versus typing. Uh, always better to actually write if you can do that. I am someone who has, you know, a couple of disabilities. And so if you can't do it, fine. But if you can, 
do it. <laughs> I've had a lot of clients in the past who will tell me, but I don't like it. Yeah, but that's but that's why your brain does what it does, right? We're trying to help our brains and our bodies overcome these things. And all you're doing is focusing on the thing that reinforces the neurological pathways that we're trying to break free of. So get your physical cards out, uh, whether it's mine or somebody else's, uh, or ones that you own yourself and start playing with them and using them to help with these things. I do teach a trauma uh, tarot therapy 101 course, which is about overcoming trauma. And it's really, really important to you to know for me, for you to know how crucial it is to actually have physical cards. Okay. That being said, go ahead and shuffle up your deck. If you need a second, you can pause this, of course, and then come back to it when you feel like things are to the point where they need to be. And what you want to do is go turn your cards over right side up and go through them until you find this week's card, which is the three of pentacles. Now, the personal tarot cards that you have, once your cards are face up and you're looking at them, you're going to just go through, go through, go through, find the three of pentacles. Don't do anything else yet. Then you're going to take the card that is underneath that. That is going to be your first card for the week. And the one that is on top of the three of pentacles is going to be your third card for the week. So if your cards are face up, you're looking down at them, you can see the picture of the three of pentacles, right? That's your Wednesday card for the week. I do these three card energy spreads. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that's your Wednesday card. The one underneath that would be your Monday card. Because if the deck was flipped over, that would be on top of the Three of Pentacles, right? So we flipped it over. So now it's on bottom of the Three of Pentacles. And then the card that is on top of the Three of Pentacles, when you're looking down at them, that is your Friday card. So these are Monday, Wednesday, Friday cards to kind of help you get into the energy. So you can set those personal cards aside for right now, and you can do your own journaling or look at them as we're going through the overall energy of the week to just kind of see how your personal energy might be fitting into this spread as well. Hopefully that makes sense. If not, come on over to my free Facebook group where we can talk about it and I can explain it a little bit more. So for the first card of the week in the overall tarot energy spread. This is the, the overall energy that's going to affect most people. That's the one that I am going to talk about because I don't know what your personal card is. It is the four of wands. Now, when we look at four of wands, that's a foundational card. It's about setting the foundation usually of your home, how you want things to be, building a happy family life, having a safe home life. Unfortunately, when you've had trauma, this is something that a lot of people felt like they often didn't have, or for some of us, they never had. I grew up in a severely abusive, physically, emotionally, sexually environment, um, severely abusive. And I actually ended up homeless when I was 16. And partly because uh, everything was so unsafe at home, and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. It's a long story, but I never had a safe home life ever. And some people who have had trauma or who don't know if they've had trauma, they think that, oh, my, my childhood was okay, right? It was pretty good. There were some incidences here and there uh, where things were bad, but they felt safe a lot of the time. Just because you felt safe a lot of the time, if that applies to you, doesn't mean that those instances where you didn't feel safe or you didn't feel unhappy, it doesn't mean they didn't affect you in some way. So a lot of people, especially in spiritual communities, kind of like to gloss over this. They like to say, well, it wasn't so bad. Or, well, you had food to eat. I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> but you had food to eat. Um, nobody beat you every day, you know, you, everything was fine. You should be happy with what you were given. And this is the kicker. A lot of people have it worse than you. It doesn't matter. 
Just because other people had it worse than you does not mean that what you went through was not important and that it didn't affect you. And so what we do, especially in spiritual communities, is we gloss over it and we try to justify that it was all okay and that we shouldn't feel upset about it. The moment you start telling yourself, I shouldn't feel this way, you need to stop, hard stop, and just say, why am I telling myself that I shouldn't have my own feelings right? You're allowed to have your own feelings. You're allowed to have your own experiences. And instead of pushing those away, you really want to bring them to the surface and explore them. So when you're looking at the four of wands, this week is a really good week to look at how you have set up your home life right now. How are things in your world right now, you know, do you, are you married? Do you have children? How are the relationships within your own household with the people that you live with most of the time? And what you can start to see is that a lot of times you have set things up in a way to either try to minimize further trauma to protect yourself against the things that have happened to you in the past. So you may become what people call overreactive, which is not, there's no such thing as overreactive. You may be, you may be misreacting to, you know, something that happens. I do this a lot. Something very small will happen and I will just flip out. And it is because those small things in my own personal life and my past led to much, much bigger things, very horrendous things. And if I flip out right when that small thing happens, for me, it's my body's way of protecting myself and, and pattern interrupting so that the bigger horrible things do not happen. It's also a way to distract the people around me from continuing on that particular path that will, in my mind, eventually lead to abuse, right? It's not going to happen. There's nobody in my life that actually hurts me or abuses me anymore. But I had to live with that for so many years. And it is an automatic reaction and something that I continue to work on. And this is something that's probably coming up in your own life too. It may not be as easy to see as mine, but there is still a mismatch with the, what is the situation that is going on in your life versus how are you reacting to that situation? So if, you know, something small minor happens and it should be like at a, you know, two, but you're reacting as if it's like an eight or nine, and it's really important and crucial and and it just kind of blows up your whole world, then when you have a chance, you want to take some deep breaths, walk away from the situation and explore why that mismatch is happening and see what comes up for you. Because it's always your body and your nervous system and your brain and all of the parts of you, which I talk about the parts and the aspects of yourself trying to protect you. It has nothing to do with you being a bad person, you being emotionally immature, you overreacting, you doing all these negative and pejorative things that most people talk about. It has nothing to do with any of that. And it all goes back to the fact that people are hurt. People have hurt you and you are trying to protect yourself from doing it again in the best way that you know how, in a way that probably worked well for you as a child but is no longer working for you now today as an adult. So this four of wands is a lot about looking at all of those things and how are you setting up your home? How are you setting up your relationships with other people? How are you setting up boundaries? This is a big one. I think for people, they don't understand how to set up boundaries. And in a lot of ways they have, not only not been taught how to set up boundaries, but have been told that boundaries are wrong. When I grew up, I was, I grew up in the fundamentalist church and uh, in Christianity. And 
it is so overly just nosy. Everyone is so snoopy and in your business, right? They just, they want to know everything. They will tell you that everything is their business. What you're eating, what you're watching, what you're wearing, huge, huge issues around purity culture and what women can and can't wear, whether you can wear makeup or not, how long your dresses or skirts should be. Even today, should you wear pants? Is that against God to even wear pants? It's ridiculous. And so there are churches, even now today, they will tell you that everything you do, think, eat, read, wear, watch, and say should be filtered through whether or not they give you permission to do that. So if you have left a very high controlling religion like I did, then you may be in this position where you don't know how to set up these four four wands, right? Look at these four wands on your cards. They're sitting up there straight up in the air. They're holding up these this garland of roses, at least on my deck. I use the, the Rider-Waite-Smith base deck. Um, I'm using my own Limitless Tarot cards, but they're holding these things up. They're straight. They're strong. Everything's good. If you grew up with trauma, with a highly controlling religion, in a fundamentalist environment, in an abusive environment, or something just was off, right? You've got these four wands and you may not know how to put them up. You may not know how to set the foundation. If you try to hold one up, the other three are falling over because you have no support system to help you do that. And in a lot of ways, a lot of people, when they're trying to set up these foundations, even if they try to get help doing it, right? If you get married and you're trying to get your partner to help you set these four wands up so you can have a safe, happy home life, you can't do it. And they fall over and you end up looking like the five of wands. If you're familiar with that card where it looks like there's five people with their wands and they're fighting each other. But a lot of times how I look at it is that you're trying to set up these four of wands and you cannot do it. You weren't taught the skills to do it. And you're still in these old systems and ways of thinkings that, that it's kept you safe for all these years, but it's not working anymore. So when you're trying to set up this happy home life, these four of wands, and you're you're just like, I can't do it. Why can't I do it? They're falling over. They're crashing into each other. And it's all of that stuff that happened in your past because you did not get a solid concrete foundation to put that on. You're you're basically working like on it in a big pile of mud and debris and rocks and, and all of this stuff. So I live in Tennessee now. In this uh, fairly small town called Gallatin, it feels really big, but it, it's like 43, 45,000 people. I love it here, but there has been a lot of construction around. And if you're not familiar with how Tennessee does things, uh, we just, I was born here. So I say we, right. We just blast through uh, the mountains and the hills and uh, the ravines, whatever. We just blast through it. So what you'll see, and there's lots of examples very much near me is that they'll go in and they'll just use dynamite and whatever else they use these days, but a lot of dynamite, and they'll blast through the rock. Well, then what happens is all the rock and the rubble is laying on the ground with all the dirt and the mud, and then the the ivy comes and the grass comes and starts to overgrow it. And they have to bring in these huge machines to dig it out and then just level everything and then pour concrete foundations, right? Right. So when you grow up in these situations where you have a lot of trauma and you have a lot of these issues that have happened, you haven't cleared the ground yet. You're trying to build your nice, happy home and it's, it's just rock and rubble and mud and dirt and overgrown grass. And you're trying to stick up these four wands and establish this, this happy place. And it's like, why can't I do this? Because you haven't scraped away and laid the concrete foundation. And that's not saying anything bad about, well, you haven't done that. It's saying you haven't had the opportunity to do that yet because you're still operating in this old system that your brain is still following those same pathways 
where you're still traumatized by these things and you're holding it in your body. And there's just a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. So, you know, it's not to say that it's not impossible. You can get some of these wands up, you can lay the foundation, but they're probably going to turn out like one of my, you know, construction projects. It's going to be a little crooked. It's going to be a little off. It's not all measured out correctly, but when you stand back and look at it, it's still goddamn beautiful, even if it's not perfect. That is the state that most people are operating in. But for some of us, you know, the the poles are sinking down into the mud. Those wands are like leaning way bad and we just can't, we just can't fix them. We can't get them up. So all of that energy from that and your desire to create a happy and safe environment, that is the energy that's coming up at the beginning of this week. And that's going to be coming up for a lot of people. Now, if you have a personal tarot energy card that you drew that I asked you to, um, you can put that, you can lay it on top of your 401s and, and see how do those energies influence each other? And where's your personal energy at in all of this? I'll give you an example. I drew the four of pentacles, which is sometimes called the miser card. So if I lay that four, four of pentacles down in this four of wands, first off, it's two fours. Um, so that to me, like drew my attention immediately, like, oh, it's a fours kind of week, right? But the four of pentacles in this case really does feel like I'm holding on to money and really trying to figure things out with my money, right? We just bought a half a million dollar house. <laughs> I'm not, this is a little over that. Okay. We just signed the paperwork. I've only made two mortgage payments. I've actually, I've made three, but um, I'm paying extra. <laughs> I'm paying a lot extra as much as I can. But then our air conditioner went out and that was like over $12,500. And we've had some other expenses. We've spent thousands of dollars on this home since we started, we started trying to buy it around uh, February of last year. It was a very long process. We didn't close on it until December because of the sellers. Throughout that time, we have spent thousands of dollars on it. Finally get the home and bam, there's this $12,500 immediate expense, right? So I am being very overly cautious with my money right now, even though we just you know, got our taxes done and we're getting some back. It's, it's still not quite enough to pay for that air conditioner. I do have it on a 0% interest card and I am paying it off, but still it's just like the expense of everything. So when I'm looking at my four of pentacles on top of this four of wands, I'm looking at a lot of the financial aspects of creating this happy home. There are a lot of things that I want to do. We've started painting some rooms and making some repairs, but there are still so many things that need to be done. But I plan on on living here for the next, you know, 40 something years, what however long, and then dying here. This is this is it. And so looking at how that affects the four of wands. Now, what I want you to do is look at your personal energy card and kind of look at through the lens of that, as well as how this four of wands energy is showing up in your life for this week. All right, let's move on to the three of pentacles. This is our Wednesday card this week, but it is the overall energy card for the entire week. And I didn't say it, but if you do need more time to explore your personal energy card, of course, just pause this and take some time to do that. If you have your tarot therapy journal, you can also go ahead and put your cards in there. It's the 2023 tarot therapy planner. And you can also get that on my website as well. Um, but I have the physical copy of the book. And so, you know, I write all of these things down in my book. So our overall energy card for this week is this three of pentacles. And it talks about how hard work pays off and it can be a great way to help others. But remember, I do take the trauma-informed meanings of the cards because that is what I feel like is really, really important. I feel like it's something that has not been worked with a lot um, ever. <laughs> it's just ever. People are finally starting to talk about trauma. But there is a lot of uh, a, a little bit of confusing inter information out there on the Internet. Um, I do take it in 
the form of not only having lived it, but having worked with people around it for so many years as a psychologist, and then also leaving the field of psychology because it was not effective and it was not helping people with trauma. Um, I There are some techniques now finally in the, the therapy world that uh, are more effective with trauma, not EMDR, CD, CBT, that's what everybody tells you. It's not those, uh, but there are some techniques that are more effective. And in fact, the most effective technique I've ever come across, which is the one I teach you in the Tarot Therapy 101 uh, course, is the one that they're actually looking at opening it up to people beyond just therapists. They're like, we don't need to gatekeep this in psychology. It's not necessary. And so they're actually talking about essentially opening it up beyond that. But I teach you how to do it and it's really easy and it's amazingly, amazingly effective. So, but everything that I have been doing lately, I really want to look at it through the lens of how might this be activating your trauma. So how is this energy bringing those things up? Because, you know, it's always there. People people have been telling me for years, don't talk about these things. You're triggering people. No, I'm not. I'm actually, I'm actually helping you recognize that you've been ignoring it for 15 years. I'm actually bringing it to the surface because pushing it down doesn't work. And it's not working for you. You can look at your life and tell it's not working. Ignoring it, suppressing it, repressing it, pushing it down, trying to pretend it doesn't ex exist. It doesn't work. So we need to actually start finding ways to talk about these things and normalize talking about these. Normalize trauma. Everybody has trauma. Everybody has been through something that is traumatizing to them in some way. Every single person on the earth ever. So I want to look at these cards in a way that we are recognizing and looking at how that might be showing up in your life. So we want to talk about the three of pentacles. You know, on this card, this guy is like, oh, look at my three of pentacles work. It's so awesome, right? He's really proud of this. And these people are coming in to look at it. Now, when I teach you how to read the cards in my five-minute tarot course, and I, I have a book coming out on that, we talk about your perspective and your feelings of this card and the story that you are going to tell about this card. So before I tell you anything else about this card, I want you to take a minute and just look at it and talk out loud if you can. If you're, if you're in a, a space where you're alone or you can, you know, tell your cat or your dog about it. I used to tell my dogs everything. My cats don't listen to me that much, but I, I used to talk to my dogs all the time. I'd be like, this card says this. And they'd be like, oh, that's so great. Uh, my cat's like, yeah, whatever. Give me food. <laughs> but if you have a, an animal or a person there, you can tell them the meaning of the card. You can talk through it out loud. It's so good for your system when you can talk about it out loud. So take a minute and just tell yourself a story about what's going on on this particular card. You know, what is this guy on the left doing? What are these people? Who are these people on the right? What are they saying about his work? You don't have to fill in all of the details. It could just be like two or three sentences. But I want you to pay attention to what you notice is going on. And then what what is their interaction? What are the feelings that are coming up? <clears throat> so if you need a second to do that, you can pause this video and go ahead and, and do that. Now, here's what I want you to know about this card is that how you feel about what these people are saying or doing in this card is a lot about how you feel about what's going on in your life. Tarot is a way to bypass your conscious thinking and your protective mechanisms and actually get into your subconscious mind so you can see what's really going on down there. So if you looked at this card and you were like, this guy was really nervous to do this thing and he's so proud of how these pinnacles turned out, but then these people come up and they're like, oh, that's all right. And it's, you know, that's, you know, it's, it could be better. And they start criticizing it or telling him he did it wrong and, and it just kind of crushes him. How might that relate to your own life? 
Now, this this comes up a lot in businesses. I work with a lot of people around their business online. I did that for like 15 years. And it is really difficult to put what you feel like is amazing and your life's work online. And then all of these people just jump in and start criticizing you and telling you it's trash. Or they start telling you you're wrong. Or they start questioning everything you're doing. Or they start telling you, well, that's nice, but I really wish you'd talk about this other thing instead. And so then you pivot to that because that's what the the business gurus out there tell you online, right? Oh, listen to your audience, pivot, talk about the things they want to talk about. No, I've always said no to that. I've always told my clients, do not listen to what those people say. Because first off, they're just randos on the internet random ass people who have nothing to do with your business. If you are listening to that, you are never going to have a viable business online and you're always going to question yourself and you're not going to put out any more three of pentacles that you were really proud of because you're going to be over there creating other bullshit that you really don't want to be creating anyway in order to try to feed some need you think that people have or to satisfy some algorithm. You're going to end up working for Instagram because you're trying to constantly post shit online that isn't even what you even want to talk about. So if that's kind of what you were seeing on this card, then you've got to put in some boundaries and really decide how to change what you want to do and and how you want to put your things out into the world. Now, not everyone's going to have a business online. Some people have books that they want to put out or a deck they want to create or something like that that they may not make it a business. But they still have this creative drive and they want to put these things out there so that people can use them and enjoy them. And it's scary when you try to put your things out there and then someone immediately comes over and just takes a dump on it. And you're like, that is my baby. Why are you abusing my baby? And it really activates all of this traumatic stuff. That's that has happened to you in the past. It's like an it's almost like sometimes it's like an externalization of your one of your inner children and someone just like hates her. And so now you have to draw everything back and you have to protect her and you can't put anything out there because for the fear that people are going to tell you that they don't like it. But a lot of people aren't going to like you or your shit. They don't care. They don't care about you or what you put out in the world. So you have to learn to pay attention to the people who actually do like your things. And you have to deal with these old traumas because it's all about that sense and that need to belong. And I have a lot to say about that, but this is going to be really long anyway. So um, that's one of the things that I'll be touching on in one of our special topics in the Tarot Therapy 101 course. But it's really, really important. We all have that sense of wanting to belong. And so when someone comes up and says, this is crap, then it's horrible. The other way that this card comes up and what I talk about in your tarot therapy planner is how sharing your ideas can make such a big big impact on the world and such a huge difference. But if you're using that work to prove your worthiness, that can become an issue. So if you're using what you create as part of your identity and as part of look what I can do, right? Like, like, um, Stuart used to do on mad TV. That's how old I am, but it's all about that. Pay attention to me, not Not because I'm a good person and I'm inherently worthy and that, you know, we can just be friends, but because I have to prove to you that I'm good enough for you to accept me. Because if I'm not proving myself in some way, then I don't know what to do. And this can come up in a lot of uh, households, especially where performance is an issue. So the children are taught that they have to perform in order to, you know, be a good part of the family. You have to, and so you perform by getting good grades, or in some cases it's sports. You have to be a good athlete, 
you have to be good at something. And quite often it's whatever the parent chooses for you. So you spend your whole childhood learning how to perform to these standards that were never anything that you may have even cared about at all. And then you become an adult and you kind of don't know what to do with yourself because you're like, well, now I don't go to school and get straight A's or good grades. Now what do I do? Well, now I have to get a job where I can perform for my boss and turn in good reports and do a good job there. So they give me a good paycheck. It's it's all performance-based. Our whole society and our whole culture is really set up on that as well as, you know, you add the hustle into it. This is part of the reason I've broken my feet so many times was in the army, broke both my feet, ended up in a wheelchair for a couple of years when I got out, have broken my feet multiple times since then, because I was told that I had to run. If you, if you want to be fit, if you want to be healthy, if you want to be in the military or whatever, you have to run. Running is like the worst thing I can do for my body. It always was. Walking is great. Walking is great for probably 70, 80% of people. You should not be out there running. If your joints hurt, your knees hurt, you get an injury, stop fucking pushing yourself. It's stupid. You can lose more weight walking. Your running can put a lot of people into a very stressful state and it actually like raise your cortisol levels and it create tons of inflammation in your body and trigger chronic pain. It's awful. Not everybody, but definitely pretty much everybody I work with, except for like two people, should not be running. (laughs) Just walk. It's fine. But we have this performance space where walking isn't good enough. Now we have to walk really fast or we have to run or we have to do HIIT training, you know, the high intensity training. We have to do intervals. We have to do sprints. We have to lift really big weights. We have to, whatever it is. And everything is always about not just performing, but performing better every single day. And it puts us into the state of where if we make a mistake, now our whole world is crumbling down. It's a tragic event because someone didn't like us. We made a mistake. Something bad happened to us. And it puts us into this cycle of self-blame. It's really bad when you step back and look at it. It's really bad. But that is what we're taught. And that is how many cultures exist right now. We always have to be doing, you know, bigger, stronger, faster, more. Or we're not good enough. And so that is how this three of pinnacles can bring in all of these trauma things. That you just want to step back. I'm not saying like everything sucks. (laughs) It's not what these readings are about. I want you to just step back from that and say, how plugged am I, how plugged in am I to this system that operates at this level? Sometimes I'll read like Osho or, you know, some things like that and not a great guy. I know the history, whatever, but some of his stuff is really good when you're just kind of really stepping back and looking at the system, like this this is fucked up. This is really, really messed up how we live. How everything in every single culture all over the world, especially once you throw religion into the mix, is so jacked up. And it's telling you all of these things that are just so untrue. It's not who you are. And it doesn't define your worthiness. So look at that three of pentacles and ask yourself where those different things are coming up for you. Are you the guy on the bench who did the three of pentacles? Did the people like it? And you felt really, really good about it, which is great. But how long does that last? And then do you have to do it again in order to feel good about yourself again? Because you're getting your permission to live from other people. We've got to take back our ability to like ourselves. 
regardless of what other people are saying out there. And yes, we are a communal race, right? The human race, communal people. But we don't have to commune with everybody. I think that's what people forget is that humans have been warring with each other since the beginning of time. There have always been, you know, little cavemen tribes fighting other cavemen for resources or for whatever. When people talk about, you know, how everybody came in and colonized the United States and how there were all of these indigenous tribes and uh, what we call Indians in, you know, 1950s history in modern schools all the way up to modern day schools there were different clans and different different peoples and they fought with one another it wasn't like it was just some peaceful ass place where everybody sang kumbaya and got along we have this idea that has been adopted by the spiritual community that people are inherently peaceful and should get along But that's like the kindergarten story that we tell each other. That's like watching Franklin, the cartoon, which is about a turtle. It's a really good cartoon, right? But we teach our children this and then they go to school and someone doesn't like them. And we never taught them what to do when somebody doesn't like you and how to not take that personally and how to not be okay with that. And so we have this idea that, We should belong to everything, but we don't, and we never have. All of our stories about how we have this sense of community and sense of belonging, and therefore that's why when someone on the internet talks bad about us, we get upset. That's not the whole story. We had a community and a sense of belonging historically within our own little set of people. But almost always, we've thought of other people out there as other. And people have always been wary and cautious of other people. And some people you should be wary and cautious of. Someone might bring a gun and start shooting up the place. You don't know. So you have to have this sense of, let me just kind of check and see what's going on here. And the moment that someone pulls out their gun and starts shooting, which on the internet is making shitty comments at you, that's when you just remove them from the situation. You block them. And you say, oh, look, there's this shitty person who thinks he can go around shooting everyone up and running his mouth off. But you don't have to put put up with that. He's not part of your community. That person is not part of your tribe. Which I don't use the word tribe a lot normally, but I guess I am today. It's really weird. I don't know why. But he's not part of your little clan or your group. So you don't have to worry about what he has to say. So when people are on the internet and they're reinforcing your beliefs that this is so terrible that someone said bad, something bad about you, I'm the person who stands up and says, fuck that guy. You don't have to take that. You don't have to even let it upset you. Yes, it's going to upset you and it's going to sting for a second until you take it out of that framework of, oh, we should all get along and kumbaya and shit that the spiritual communities tell you. And you put it into that larger framework of what is actually true of humans' history and the evolution of our species. Everybody doesn't have to like you and everybody doesn't have to like your work. Your job is to find the people who do. That is your clan. Those are your people. Then you worry about what they say. (laughs) Then you get to the next level. But right now, let's just get to that level. Stop worrying about everybody out there. Because so many of our fears come from what they, the big they, all capital, say. And when we look at it like, well, who are they anyway? They're nothing to you. Now, spiritually, people are like, oh my God, everybody matters, da, da, da. Okay, spiritually, like in the bigger picture. But in my world, does that really matter for what's going on in my life? You have to look at your life in levels. There's what's going around in your inner world. That's that's enough right there. Then you've got, you know, 
immediate family, you've got a larger community, your kind of area, spread it out to like your country. Eventually you'll get to like the whole human race. But you can't worry about all of that if you can't even take care of yourself first. So look at this three of pentacles, see, see where all of that comes up for you. And then finally, we have the knight of swords. The knight of swords is someone who wants to charge into action, but sometimes you can start cutting other people down in your path. Now, this isn't just about you, right? This is also about people in the world and how the energy is going to come in for everybody. So around Friday, there may be like some weird shit going on. There may be, um, there may be some like, like cantankerous people might just be grumpy. Usually when cards come up like this, there's, you know, sometimes it's an astrological event that's going on, but sometimes people are just grumpy and you don't even know why could be solar flares could be just, you know, they drink the water in Ohio. I don't know, but it could be anything. So you want to be very careful not only just for your own reactions to people, because you may also be feeling it. You may be more reactive as well. Remember those misreactions. Um, so just be aware. What I want you to get out of these readings is an awareness that this is a possibility. And so when you see it coming up in your life, take a step back and say, is this really what I want? What can I do differently in this situation? That that question has saved my life. The, is this what I want for my life? I used to have so many problems. And if my parents had taken me to a shrink when I was a kid, I would have been diagnosed with probably ADHD, um, possibly DID, definitely OCD. Like it, I would have been diagnosed. I would have been so medicated. It would have been ridiculous. And most of those things came from trauma, abuse, and then the religious abuse that I was experienced, not physical. Nobody ever hurt me in church. Nobody ever tried to molest me in church, but the very, the very foundation of those beliefs that you're a sinner and that someone had to die for you because you're so terrible. That's traumatic for most people. So all of that stuff came into play and I just had no way of, you know, knowing what to do different. I was very isolated. I could barely, you know, convince my parents to get me to the library to read and stuff like that. There was no internet back then. So I had to figure all this out for myself and I had to figure my way out for myself. And one of the key things that I did, and I remember thinking this when I was in third grade, was I just stopped one day and I said, is this what I want for my life. Because I knew that all of these things that I was doing and all of these habits that I had and what I refer to as neurotic thinking, I I was just like, if I keep doing this, I'm going to wake up in 30, 40 years and this is how it's going to be and probably worse because I would have been doing these same things for that long. And I just had this realization that this is not what I want for my life. And so every time it came back, I was just like different things would come up and I would be like, is this what I want for my life? And it's not that I was always able to stop it, but at least I had an awareness that, you know, sometimes I would be like, I just, I just need to do this to, for the relief part of it. I just, this is what I'm going to choose to do right now. Maybe I don't have a choice in it, but this is what I need to do to feel better right now. And I just kept doing that for years, asking myself that question and giving myself the opportunity to create a little bit of space to start to change, not just my habits, but the way my brain was processing things and the way I thought about things. I tried different things with my body. We talk some about somatics and some exercises, physical things that you can do in the Tarot Therapy 101 course, but giving yourself that space. What sucks about the internet is when you try to say something like that and people jump on you and say, you don't have a choice. This is just an automatic brain response. And that's not true. 
you don't always have a choice in doing it, but you, and, and it is an automatic brain response, but you always have the choice to try to give yourself a little space to ask yourself a question or to at least step back and notice and bring your awareness to it. When you can step back into that awareness, which in tarot therapy, we call that more of the core self. You can step back into your core self. You can create a little bit of distance from what's going on in your body and with all the other parts of yourselves. And you can observe it. And it starts to shift things just from doing that. You don't even have to do or think anything different except to ask yourself if that's what you want and to create a space to become more observant in it. And if you become a little bit more observant in your life, it will dramatically change things on every level. But this Knight of Swords, uh, a lot of people, it's going to activate a lot of stuff. And we have, when I talk about in tarot therapy, we have a crisis team members. And so you may have one of these crisis team members who is kind of on the rampage around this Friday energy. So you just want to be really aware of that if they're kind of activating and wanting to do a lot of things that aren't that great for your life. In the tarot therapy course, we talk about how to actually connect with these different aspects of yourself and talk to them. Kind of like you've you've probably done inner child work where you sit down and find, you know, your inner child in your body and talk to her and, and all of those kinds of things. There are other aspects of you or parts of you that you can sit down and talk with as well. And most of the time, a crisis response person is is someone that is vilified. So it might be an inner critic and, you know, we don't really use that term in tarot therapy, but it might be something like that where you feel like you just need to sit them down and tell them to stop it and control them and direct them. But what we do in the tarot therapy course instead is we actually talk to them and ask what they want, because what you have to understand is this crisis response member is trying to protect you. And sometimes that's by distracting you and doing destructive behaviors, starting fires and fights and things to, but, but it's always to protect you. And so instead of blaming yourself about it or blaming them about it and being angry about it, when you can stop and actually get into a conversation and find out what they're actually trying to protect you from and how they're really trying to help, a lot of times you can negotiate how they can change things and work better. So just be aware that that may be coming up for you as well as many other people on Friday. All right. I know this was a long one today, but I had a lot of stuff I wanted to share with you, especially around the process and making sure you drew your own personal energy cards and everything. Let me know how that worked for you. You can come over to our Facebook group. Um, I'll put... Yeah, I'll put it, there's a link over on the side of the blog about that. Um, also, if you need those free resources, everything is on my website at amethystmahoney.com. You can uh, kind of, you know, click around over there, check things out. We've got a couple blog articles up right now. Not too much yet, but but we're building it out. And, um, and I will be having the trauma-informed card meetings book coming out soon as well. So... Let me know how this uh, worked for you. And if you have any questions about your personal tarot energy cards or, you know, how this trauma is showing up in your own life, I'd love to hear about it. See if uh, you want to work together, how I can help. And I will be back next week with another tarot energy reading for you. Thanks so much and have an awesome week.